scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down. It's the Friday night uh, freak show. Let's do this thing. We've got a ton of stuff to break down. We've got a ton of numbers to crunch. We've got a ton of sports uh, to jump into. Uh, so let's uh, start off with the National Basketball Association. As what if I told you that LeBron James would only have 15 points? You'd probably say, what? Uh, the Denver Nuggets must have won this basketball game. Uh, incorrect. It's the AD show. And I think AD is going to be uh, for after Denver, after death, uh, as the Los Angeles Lakers punch uh, Denver in the mouth, uh, except Denver don't tap out. Uh, Denver don't quit, and that's something that we're going to keep our eye on uh, moving forward throughout uh, this series uh, from a uh, betting uh, perspective. And speaking of betting, bet, 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 bet. You like to bet, uh, then this is the place to be tonight because we got Steve Merrill, Wager Talks, going to step up and in prosportsinfo.com. Steve Merrill in the house. We're going to run the gauntlet with, uh, with Steve. And with everything that's going on, uh, we've got college football. We've got NFL football. We've got NBA basketball. We've got the Stanley Cup uh, finals. We also have the NASCAR uh, you know, the chase for the cup. Uh, it's a NASCAR postseason. Steve Merrill, nobody's as good at uh, breaking it down NASCAR style than Steve Merrill is. Steve Merrill will join us from Virginia. We're going to talk football, basketball, NASCAR, and everything else in between with Steve Merrill. We're going to send it to Las Vegas, Nevada tonight as well. As uh, Tony Finn's going to step up in it and uh, kick it with us. We'll see what uh, Tony Finn has come up with uh, this uh, week. Is uh, We've got a very, uh, very, very full card a little bit of something uh, for everybody, including the UFC as uh, Woodley versus Covington. Probably a good thing there's not uh, fans uh, in attendance because things would get pretty crazy, all right? Things would get pretty heated as we basically have, like, uh, we've got uh, BLM uh, versus, uh, you know, Trump 2020 MAGA. Covington versus Woodley getting set to throw it down. I think the number might be a little bit too high. we got a great fight with Nico Price. And Cowboy Cerrone, we've got a full slate of NFL football. And I tell you what, I can open up a dog kettle. I like so many underdogs this week in the NFL. Time will tell whether we're right or wrong. Steve Merrill's going to step up and in. Rarely wrong. At least when it comes to his picks. Tony Finn, sometimes wrong. Sports race late night has begun. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. I'm a rageaholic. <laughs> I just can't live without Ranger Hall. <laughs> Sports Rage, late night. Let's do this thing as we pick up the pieces uh, following uh, the game that everyone was talking about uh, all week. A lot of hype uh, this week about the uh, the game. And the underdog gets it done. Uh, that's right. No, no, we're not talking about uh, the Denver Nuggets and the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, but the Campbell Camels. Um, covered uh, this evening, and <laughs> they were getting they were getting 27 and a half, 28 points. 
Uh, I think they lost by 22 uh, when it was all uh, said and done. So, hey, uh, it's a cover. It is what it is. Uh, but all kidding aside, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers did cover, but pretty crazy, like barely, um, even though as as well as they played. And we're going to bring Steve Merrill in. And, uh, Steve, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks for joining us on the Friday Night Freak Show. How you doing, Steve? Hey, Gabe, doing well. Yeah, I wasn't involved. As you know, though, I love SCS action, but wasn't involved in that one. Uh, of course I was, because as you know, I'm a degenerate. So, yeah, uh, I was. Uh, <laughs> I had the underdog, <laughs> but I bet the under, and it went over, like, barely. It got to, like, 63. Um, so, I brought this up, and uh, Wager Talk, uh, Steve Merrill, uh, prosportsinfo.com. Uh, you can find him online, Steve Merrill, uh, Twitter. Uh, Steve, so, Steve, I brought this up as far as the basketball game is concerned. So, the game went over the number. Like, the last... They played four times this year, bro, and it went over the number three times, and there was one push, all right? And there were higher totals for the most part, 220s type deal uh, in a regular season uh, than there was uh, tonight. So the game goes over tonight, and there was something that was brought up uh, late uh, in, in the broadcast, and if you were paying attention during the broadcast tonight as well, when Frank Vogel was talking to uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. And he said, guys, guys, what do we have to watch out for? What do we have to watch out for with these guys? And everyone on the Lakers said the same thing. They don't give up. Second half, second half. And the you look, man, like the Denver Nuggets, they were down by 30-plus twice, okay, to Utah. They were down routinely in pretty much, what, five of the seven games by 15 points or more against the Los Angeles Clippers? And they don't always come back and win, but they often have. So where I'm going with this is, Steve, I think the overs are, are in play here. I know that people have been on this underrun in, in, in the postseason as of late on the hardwood, uh, but due to the fact that the Lakers have seen Denver come back on teams like the Clippers and the Jazz, they're not letting up. And we saw that tonight. You know, they did a bit late. You know, they took their guys out late, but they were up comfortably then. But I think it's something to keep your eye on moving forward. The Lakers are aware Denver can come back from 16-17 down. They're not going to take the pedal off the metal. I think it's something to keep our eye on moving forward in this series with the total, Steve. Yeah, and, um, you know, Tony Finn does NBA tip-off with me on Wager Talk TV, and I'm going to talk to Tony later. I asked him on the show this afternoon when we were analyzing this, I said, he, Tony loves in-game opportunities. And I said, you know, if it's a big lead, second half, Lakers up by 15 or so, what do you like? Do you like, you know, the Nuggets or Lakers? And I think Tony was one of the guys that said he'd like the Lakers and that's spot for the exact reason you're mentioning, that they're not going to let up because Denver has shown that comeback ability. And the Nuggets, after just coming off a grueling game seven, would probably just kind of rest and live on to fight game two. Um, that's what we saw tonight. Although, you know, the fourth quarter, the Nuggets won by 12, actually. Uh, that was a 24-point game going into the fourth quarter. Um, so, you know, Lakers basically set, guys. But, yeah, the total soared over, though, Gabe, went over by 30 points. And like you said, by the way, I pointed this on the show today also. Nuggets were 13-1 and to the over the first 14 bubble games into the Utah series until game seven. They have not – until tonight, none of the last eight games have gone under. Six unders and two pushes. None of them have gone over, rather. Um, so the odds makers have drastically lowered that number, like you said, and uh, wasn't even close tonight, going over by 30 points. When these teams last played on August 10th, in the bubble, 224 was the total. It was 210 tonight, so 14 points lower just a month later. That was my birthday, August the 10th. That 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 Good was day. my birthday. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, great, great day, Steve. In history, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, we were in San Francisco 
pretty cool. I went to Alcatraz and uh, wine country and all, all that type of stuff. So Sonoma. Good, good times. Yeah, yeah. So no, I told you about it. Yeah, remember you you said you're right. in. We're gonna go to a race one day, right? I swear, like out of all and the places, they almost got hit by the fires a couple years ago, Gabe. So we might have to yeah, get yeah. that in sooner than later. It might not be there yeah, much yeah. longer. The way things are going here, right, Steve? For 10, 15 years, that place, California, might not be around anymore. You're right. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, up there, the way things are going. But that's always been one. Like I used to want to go to the Daytona 500, but whatever. I, I get it. I know. I know what it's all about. But the Sonoma one is just so unique, Steve. Right? It's just so unique. It's so like sort of un NASCAR like. You know, and it's not that far out of San Francisco. Like, I, I passed the track, uh, you know, last month. So I passed the track. It's not that far out of San Francisco, actually. And it's really cool. Like, it's in the mountains on, you know what I mean? And and I just, you know, I love, I just love seeing the NASCAR, Steve, going up and down hills, bro. Like, you know, yeah, something, it's just so unique. I'm always down with that. You know what I mean? Just seeing, like, a NASCAR, like a real driver, like, Going up the hill, going down the hill, having to slow down at the turn and stuff like that. It's real cool. I find it a fascinating track. Yeah, I'm always careful when I say I like to see them turn right because I actually do enjoy that as well. But then the big, you know, everyone who makes fun of NASCAR is like, oh, they do is turn left for 300 laps, you know. But it is cool to see them go both ways, have the pits on the different side. And it's better than Watkins Glen because they're both in the middle of nowhere. But like you said, at least you're in wine country. You're an hour from Oakland, an hour and a half from San Francisco. Yeah, a lot more to do. Steve, as somebody that's from that area around Watkins Glen, trust me. Right. You want you'd rather you'd rather spend time in Sonoma, okay? <laughs> why don't we put a track in why don't we put a track in Albany, Steve? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, why don't we put a track in I wanted to get to some NASCAR with you actually, uh, too, but we will we will in a couple of minutes. Um, so we'll see where the market goes, but I, I do think the overs are gonna be in play here in this Denver series. And one thing is too. You know, I don't know how you feel about this, Steve, about, you know, they, Weber and, and Miller at the end of the game were basically writing the Nuggets off already and already giving LeBron the MVP for the, of the NBA Finals, et cetera. But with that being stated, Denver, Denver, like I said, they got throttled a lot uh, by Utah. We're talking about a team that's been down three games to one in their last two series. So it's not like they're an impeccable team. And they got throttled a lot, and they also got massacred in game one against the Clippers. Now, that was a bad spot. You know, they won on Friday, I think it was, and it was a quick turnaround to um, to uh, to the Sunday or whatever. Yeah, it was whatever. one day it was versus two. Days. two. Yeah, exactly. One versus two tonight, though, so not a huge difference. Yeah, but it was a little bit different, Steve. Look, they won. Yeah. They won on Tuesday. You're playing Friday. That's a bigger difference than playing Thursday. Like, I'm just stating, I can't call out fatigue for tonight. You know what I mean? Like, the other night, yeah. it was a little different, and, you know, the, the Utah series was different. They won by two. It was a crazy game at the end. It was 80-78. They rolled the Clippers. It wasn't, like, stressful. They killed them, right? So they, they knew they were going to win in the fourth quarter kind of type of thing. So I'm just stating, they've been destroyed before. Are you totally writing them off? Do you think, like, is can they beat this uh, Laker team, or are you one of the crowd that, no, no, they're done? End, end of the line for the Denver Nuggets. I'm definitely not going to say they're done because, like you just said, I mean, they've come back from 3-1 deficits, the first team in history to do a back-to-back series. They did it against an L.A. Clipper team that was a slight favorite over the Lakers to win this conference at times over the last month. So they obviously can do it. Um, But I do think it's not necessarily that they can do it. I think it's more likely the Lakers will not overlook them now. I think the Nuggets could have done it in any other situation easier because the Lakers would have overlooked them 
Kind of yeah. like the Clippers did, probably. I mean, the Clippers definitely did. I mean, they're up by 16 to clinch on Sunday. Great point. I know too damn well because I had them, of course. And, I mean, you know, and the Jazz, by the way, should have won that series 5 nothing. And I did not misspeak. I know there's only four games. They should have won the first five games. I mean, the Jazz should have swept them 5 nothing and found a way to lose that series. So, two ways to look at it. They're resilient or they're just playing on borrowed time. I think it's a little bit of both, of course. But the bigger picture is the Lakers are the better team. Better teams, I've always said, win focus, win games, and win series. And I think they're going to be focused because Denver's been so resilient. It's a great point that you raised, too. And as we were talking, it was going into my point, Steve, about how they're not going to let up. And they even said that because of it. And they're not going to get cut off guard. You know even the Laker players thought for sure they were playing Kawhi and the Clippers, bro. You know what I mean? So even they they see yeah. that. They're like, because you know they're watching the games. So they're like, damn, man, yeah, this team, we can't take this lightly. And you're right. You know, Utah didn't take them lightly. That was a battle, like, for, for, for ep- epic of all time type thing. But Clippers, and, you know, it, 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 interesting, the Clippers just fell apart. More with Farrell on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. My name's Bobby and I am an addict. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Hey, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better okay. at it. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I am Gabriel Morancy. Shout out to everybody in San Diego. The mightier 10 at 90 as we kick it with Steve Merrill right now. Joining us from Virginia. Tony Finn's going to join us a little bit later on. Uh, from Las Vegas, uh, Nevada, uh, Tony, a friend uh, of uh, both uh, me and uh, Steve uh, Merrill, big fan of uh, Tony Finn. Look forward to uh, Tony's college uh, football uh, thoughts, NFL as well. We'll get to this uh, with Steve, who's talking uh, basketball uh, right now. Uh, so, Steve, so uh, Lakers roll tonight, 126, uh, 114 final score. And I'm kicking myself because I had the over. I hit the Nuggets first quarter, and I hit the Nuggets first quarter money line, Steve, plus 175 as well. And I said earlier in the day that, listen, at least if I hit this in the first quarter and I hit that plus 175 in the first quarter, I got a little bit of cushion because I was on the Nuggets plus the points tonight, right? So I sort of hit that early. Routes are always bad for props. I fell short. I had AD, 10 and a half rebounds. He got the 10. That was frustrating. Uh, but whatever. You know where I'm kicking myself, Steve? I, I bet the over the game. But I saw it in game early, and I'm like, man, this is a crazy pace. and. I know a lot of these playoff games slowed down, but I wasn't seeing it. And there were a lot of fouls and stuff. And and you know, the, the in-game total was 221 and a half. And I'm like, all right, I'll put a little little, little piece, but I should have went bigger. And, you know, it gets to 240. There were 225 and a half, 223s. Like we talked about earlier, Denver's not going to quit. FanDuel has posted a number. Game two, Los Angeles Lakers minus seven and a half. Total, 213. Uh, Steve, I'm surprised. That we have a seven and a half again. I thought it'd be an eight and a half, nine this time around after tonight. What's your take on the opening number at seven and a half? Yeah, it's seven and a half across the board, Gabe, and I agree with you. I was expecting to see it higher as well because um, this line, of course, closed seven. 
even did close seven and a half in some spots tonight. So basically the same number, maybe within a half a point as game one. Now, granted, you know, back in our day, Gabe, 20 years ago, when the zigzags still worked, don't tell Teddy Covers, he'll get all worked up about that. But when the <laughs> zigzags still worked 20-some years ago, you know, it had been a point and a half lower just because Denver lost. And Denver is a, probably a Class A team. I mean, they're one of the better teams in the league. But um, so, I mean, it's probably where it should be. But, yeah, I think what we've seen in recent years is they usually kind of bump it based on recent results. So I thought it was going to be like eight and a half or more, especially since it's a Sunday night game and L.A. is such a public team. And then on Vegas, especially gets all that California money coming in. I would be shocked if it doesn't go higher. I agree as well. This is just the opening. This is hot off the presses right now. I, I agree with uh, Steve. It's going to go right. up uh, if you like Denver. I think it's going to get to at least eight and a half. I think eight and a half will be the closing number, actually. So qu- uh, on to Boston, Marcus Smart freaks out, whatever. I don't think being a leader is like freaking out after the game and, um, and you know, I, I don't know. It seems more like they're panicking than actually leadership. Brad Stevens met with everybody after last night and the late night hours. Uh, you know, because it's not like normal, Steve, where it's an arena and you're in sort of the bowels and people can't hear stuff. And, like, it's empty. It's a bubble. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, there's not a lot of people in the arena. And it's not like there's cars going and security and everything. The place is empty. So the few media people that are in there, they could hear everything, basically. Like, Marcus Smart started losing it in the hallway. And and then in the room, it's not like, it's you know... This this arena, it, it's it's not like a luxurious clubhouse and stuff that they normally have with thick doors and everything. It's not a nice place. Like, you see them in the hallway, Steve, and stuff, right? It looks like it's like old school, sort of like cheap arena type thing. So everyone could hear everything. And Marcus Smart's flipping out. And it got pretty ugly with him and Jalen Brown, I guess. So Coach Stevens meets them. I think you flip out after three, whatever. It is what it is. But back to the, you know, from the capping standpoint of this, dude, Miami are just a better team, Steve. And this is reminiscent of me, to me, to the Milwaukee series you and I talked about in which they kept on getting points. And let's just keep it simple right now. The Miami Heat have played 11 playoff games. Um, all right? Um, they've won 10 of them and covered 10 of them. They're 10 and 1 straight up and against the spread in the playoffs. Meanwhile, Boston are now 8 and 5 straight up. I, and, and Miami keep on getting points here, and there's no home court to say Boston, Steve. What's your take? Two and a half is the, the number. Boston, two and a half point favorites. Yeah, I was going to say, not only are they getting points, but they're getting the biggest number in the series so far. It's as high as three still in some spots, two and a half to three. It was three this afternoon when I did NBA tip-off. Um, it's now two and a half on a lot of spots, as you mentioned, but it was one and a half in game one. It was two and a half the other night. Um, two ways to look at it. They lose game two. They shoot 50% from the field. They shoot 10 more free throw attempts. This is the Celtics. And they shoot a higher percentage from three-point range, and they still lose the game by five. I guess on the surface, that would be a really bad sign. Yet they had 20 turnovers. That was really the difference in the game. Um, my sneaking suspicion is they won't have a 20-9 to nine turnover disadvantage in game three. If they do, they're going to lose again. Um, they also had a what was it 17-point lead at halftime in the first half. They had a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter of game one. So, you know, they, they have been outplayed, but at times they've really outplayed Miami as well. Miami's made more threes. That's pretty much been the difference, but that's not a total fluke because Miami's one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league, 38% from the arc this season. It's almost like handicapping the college tournament again, Gabe. You know, we didn't get one this year, but I feel like this is a tournament. We got 
Brad Stevens, Palestra's a great coach as well for Miami. You know, tell me, if Miami hits 40% from three, they're going to win again. If not, then the Celtics probably get a win in game three. Steve Merrill, ProSportsInfo.com, uh, kicking it uh, with us. Well, what a crazy time of the year, huh, Steve? All these sports at once going on, U.S. Open golf even, <laughs> like right now. Yeah, football, basketball, Stanley yeah. Cup playoffs tomorrow. Like, worlds are colliding. Baseball, how about this, guys? Um, because this is what I'm here for, to, you know, keep you guys up to date and uh, step ahead of everybody else. Uh, so when the Major League Baseball playoffs are set to start, not this Tuesday, but the following Tuesday. Okay, so not not and obviously the playoffs aren't starting in four days or whatever, but they're starting the following Tuesday. They start with four American League games, Steve. Kind of it's strange how they're doing it. So basically, every everyone in the American League is playing that day. All right, so there's four games. The next day, Steve. Though, so basically, not this Wednesday, but the following Wednesday, there are eight playoff games, Steve. So I'll just be the first to to throw it out there and say it's the first time in history there's been eight playoff games on one day. Because <laughs> I guarantee you're going to see that on Twitter. Like, basically, so they're doing, like, game ones across the board on the Tuesday in the American League, game twos across the board on, on Wednesday in the American League, and then game ones. And then, basically, so the National League will have um, – they're going to have Friday to themselves. You know what I mean? So, like, Tuesday's All-American League, four American League games. Wednesday and Thursday, they all play. So, there's eight playoff games, baseball, across the board. All day long, baseball, playoff baseball. And then on Friday, they wrap that up uh, after. Um, they wrap up the National League. So, man, you want to talk about crazy, Steve. There's going to be some, like, it's a, it's a great time. And, look, we went through some tough times in this business, Steve. You know what I mean? We went through some tough times for months without any sports to handicap, to bet on, to talk about, etc. So it's nice that it's uh, it's almost like uh, overkill right now. Yeah, I mean, it, it rains, it pours is an understatement, right? It's the first time in the history of September that we have football, baseball, basketball, and hockey all being played at the same time in the month of September ever. And then, like you said, U.S. Open, golf and tennis, Kentucky Derby, <laughs> NASCAR, MMA yeah, yeah, going Kentucky on Derby, still. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Well, I wish they'd spread it out a little bit, though. Like you said, four and a half months of basically nothing and now a little bit too much. But right now, with a week or so to go, there's still only three teams that have clinched a playoff berth. The Dodgers, of course, the White Sox, and the Rays. Those are the three. A pretty interesting combination right now. Remember, Steve, we talked about uh, Dodgers, and, uh, you know, I was saying, you know what, you're getting pretty good value with the Dodgers for a good baseball team, and even you were surprised. Remember, it was like plus 380 or whatever at the time, and we're like, wow, not bad considering the short turnaround. It's still a pretty good number right now, but, man, like even the Dodgers, as it is now, they play San Francisco in a three-game series out of the gate, Steve. There's no buys or anything like that, and that's what I don't like. It's best of two or three right out of the gate and tough. You're playing one versus eight. It's very, um, you know, college baseball World Series-ish. Dodgers in the plus 340 range right now. Yankees uh, plus 525. Rays six to one. Uh, White Sox Sox are the hottest team in baseball uh, right now. Do you believe the White Sox going to win the World Series? what, What do you think about baseball futures right now? I'm a big proponent of pitching in the postseason. That's why I said last year we had about a month ago, I said the Nationals are a great play. One show I did, I gave them out at 25-1 to last year because look at that pitching staff. You know, the Nationals had as good of a pitching staff as anybody last year. 
and that can carry you in the postseason. And I'm with you, Gabe. I hate the three-game format. Best team in baseball, Dodgers, have to play a three-game format against anybody. It's random at that point. Um, the Giants have gotten them several times this year. You know, the Dodgers won those first two games like 17-2 to two to start the season, and then the Giants won the next two as like $2 underdogs, 250 underdogs. So I think, think it would be a real shame if a team one. like the Dodgers gets bumped. Yeah, you lose game one, Steve, and then suddenly you lose the next game, your season's over. Just like that. You know what I mean? You're down one game to none, exactly. and your back's against the wall. It's like, really? This is what we're doing, even though like we're like 22 games better than everybody? Like, I, it is. Hey, listen, it's going to be exciting baseball, though. It's annoying, but it's going to be exciting for the fan and the better. Yeah, and just to put it in perspective, Gabe, the Dodgers right now, 37-15. That's a 71% win percentage. That's 115 wins in a normal season. Don't tell wow. me they shouldn't have gotten a bye. I mean, it's absurd. They're plus 117 they, they runs. White Sox are plus 74. Rays are plus 50. That's how good the Dodgers are compared to everyone else. They have to adjust this. They're they're doing they're keeping the eight teams next year. Fine. You want to keep the, the sixteen teams, eight teams per league, etc. Fine. But uh, you can't get play. A buy. You get a buy. I, yeah, yeah. If you're playing 162 games next year, you better get a freaking buy uh, after this. I tell you, Cincinnati would be a load the series. Castillo, Gray, Bauer, tough matchup. More Merrill on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Portrait late night. I am Gabe Amaranzi. Throwing it down. Steve Merrill kicking it with us <laughs> on the Friday night tough free show. Ton of stuff to get to. Um, so um, let's get down to business because I want to get to as many picks in different sports as possible. We were talking baseball. We were talking. Um, we were talking uh, baseball, NBA, basketball uh, with uh, Steve. Um, let's get into uh, some college football <laughs> right now. And shout out to Sooner Lisa. Sooner Lisa's in our live chat right now in the Sports Grid uh, radio YouTube uh, chat. And uh, she's going to be one of the virtual fans on college game day, Steve. That's pretty cool. And uh, she's got a sign that she made, and I like this. Carol Baskin is a Texas fan. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) Carol Carol Baskin. And you know what? I think you're going to get some love. I think you're going to get some love, Lisa, because um, uh, she's on uh, Dancing with the Stars. I don't watch Dancing with the Stars, but I oh, know wow. she's on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, she's so get this, Steve. So she's on Dancing with the Stars, and that's ABC, and it's ESPN, bro. So they're not going to be anti, oh, you can't, like, put her up, right? Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Right. I never watched this Tiger King thing. I have, I, I don't know anything about it. I don't care. Like, I know about it. I know, like, whatever. The crazy dude's in jail. I, she and whatever. She seems to be, I don't know. People seem to think that she actually killed her former husband or something like that. So she's on Dancing right. with the Stars. And they really use the term star loosely. Like, 
Dancing with the Stars, the TV show, used the term <laughs> stars is looser than the porn industry. Because I've always said that. It's like, listen, just because you sleep with people on film doesn't mean you're a star, right? Or a porn star. Like, no, you're a porn actress or a porn actor. You're not a porn star. Not everyone's a star. You know what I'm saying? But there's a difference here. But Dancing with the Stars is used very loosely. I mean, you and I should be on a freaking show at this point in time, Steve. All right? So... Anyways, this is what's gold. I saw, I did, I, like I said, I didn't watch the show, but I'm on top of everything in, you know, in the pop culture's team. And get this. During Dancing with the Stars the other day, someone paid and ran a 30-second commercial saying that Baskin killed her husband. <laughs> like, the family of, are basically saying she's a murderer. You know what I mean? And like I said, I don't know anything about Tiger King, but I did see an interview with that one a cop or a sheriff or whatever and he said, yeah, in my opinion, I think she did it. Like, it's pretty crazy. Like, all these people just come out and say, like, they think this lady, like, whacked her ex-husband, Steve. <laughs> yeah, Gabe, during a, the really dark time we were in back in, what, March, May, and April, when we had absolutely no oh, sports, I did fall victim it? to watching the first episode of Tyke. No, because my buddy, who I respect, has a pretty good sense of humor, I'm in a little message group with him, and he was sending these memes of this guy with a mullet, and I didn't even know about the show for, like, days. I'm like, what the hell is this, this weird picture? And it turns out he was addicted to Tiger King. He said it's the greatest thing ever. So I watched it one night, and it was, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd give it maybe a 2. And I actually have not watched another episode since. That just wasn't. You were in a chat full of geniuses, Steve? No, no, I just like I like Facebook message my buddy. I got known for like thirty years, and you know he's just sending like memes and you know pictures back and forth. It's like yeah, this yeah, Tiger yeah. King guy. I didn't even know who he was at the time, but he was he was addicted to the show. He thought it was the funniest thing he'd ever seen. So I go and check it out like a week later, and I I, I still claim to this day in the history of television it was the greatest timing ever for that series because I really don't think it's that great, and it would have probably you know gotten one twentieth the viewership during a normal like time of the year. But anyway, I know enough about the story to know who Carol Baskins is. I also just pulled up the odds at one of the offshore books. There are 15 people on Dancing with the Stars, season 29. <laughs> Carol Baskin, not surprisingly, is dead last at 100 to 1. She is tied for dead last with Charles Oakley at 100 to 1 to win Dancing with the Stars. Johnny Weir is 2 to 1 favorite. Charles Oakley's so on the show? On That's a plus. Charles Oakley Apparently. is on Dancing with the Stars? Dear God. <laughs> what the hell's he going on? long shot with Carol Baskin. I can't believe she's that well, much well, keep of a in mind, Gabe, I haven't She's going to kill the, the competition. She's going to wipe everyone out. <laughs> well, the, the other thing, too, is, I, and I believe, I mean, it's been a long time since I've watched it, but when they had betting odds on it back in the day, you know, we'd talk American Idol, anything we could bet on, spelling bee, everything, Nathan's, hot dog. But anyway, um, I believe there's a fan vote element. It used to, used to be, so that might allow her to stay a little bit longer. Uh, but I think I can't imagine. She doesn't look too athletic. But Charles Oakley, yeah. Dead last with Carol Baskin. Did you ever think you'd hear Carol Baskin and Charles Oakley in the same sentence? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, I was, you know what I mean? No, I, I, uh, what, what, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. All right. I, you know, we'll be fast on this, Steve. <laughs> All right. We're going to be fast on this, uh, right now because I wanted to get into some college football and NFL, but it'd be remiss of us. And, uh, of course, this is for people listening internationally and for entertainment purposes only. Uh, but uh, I hear there's a presidential election coming up, Steve. Is, there, is that true? The rumor is true. Uh, of course, we had a judge pass away uh, tonight. May she rest in peace. Yeah. Um, 
Wow, this like this. What are we looking at? A pick'em right now, Steve? I know I saw you tweeting about this the other day. This thing's gonna come down to the wire, and uh, wow, you throw in. This might make twenty to the year two thousand look like nothing with the counting the chads and stuff like that, bro. I'm hearing it might be weeks until there's or there's a, there's a result, Steve. <laughs> so let's not take. We're not getting into uh, strictly from a numbers perspective. What's your take? What's uh, what are you seeing out there? Well, I will say from just a humanitarian perspective, I don't care what side you're on. Just hope that whoever you want wins in a blowout. Because if it's close, which it's probably going to be either way, I mean, this stuff's <laughs> never going to end. It's going to be contested for months. It's going to be said, terrible like, for the nation no matter what. I mean, it's just not going to be good. Lawsuits, exactly. envelopes, count right. people. No, no, this does. that's not good. Now, look, there's a chip in the paper. Like, oh, yeah, Steve, you're right. I told you, you're right. Eh? Better be a blowout one side or the other. I was thinking the same thing the other day. Great point. Yeah, I mean, just take 2,000 and multiply it by 20 is how bad it's going to be. I mean, that's exactly what I'm thinking. But, you know, on a serious (laughs) note, then, from a betting perspective, but from a betting perspective, though, Gabe, it would make you a little concerned about tying your money up unless you read the fine print. Because, Mm. I mean, you know, what what results are, you know, it's like a NASCAR. It's the winner of the race. If you get disqualified the next day, it still cashes the ticket. It's whoever crosses the checkered flag and is declared the winner. I mean, it, this could be a Great real call. mess. It's kind of like the national anthem at the Super Bowl. You know, when they, 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 they sing the second yeah. stanza that extra time, and it goes right over the total because of it. Um, so Steve. I think for that reason, you got to be careful. But I am seeing Biden as a favorite. Biden's favorite again now. He's about minus 130. He was as low as Pickham, even even money for a week or so. Um, but, hey, look, must-see TV. If you think Tiger King was must-see TV, the first presidential debate, I believe, is next Sunday. I guess they're going to go head-to-head with Sunday Night Football. And they're going to probably win because I'll be watching it. It's going to be unbelievably fantastic. Yeah, and you know, I don't know. You set lines for debate, but they will. <laughs> they will. You know what I mean? There's going to be. Oh, they will. Yeah, they will. I didn't even think yeah, about that. Yeah, they will. Yeah, yeah, but great call by you, actually, Steve, about betting this. Yeah. You bet this? I don't know, man. It's going to end up in the Supreme Court, bro, like two months later. Who knows? You know what I mean? It's not like a slam, bam, oh, you're guaranteed win. And you're exactly right. The same thing. I famously lost the WWE bet, Steve, and I had too much money. I'm embarrassed to admit, but I had a lot of money on it. And I knew the rules going in at WrestleMania. It basically said, results in the ring, WWE.com count. Right. right? So I was at right. their mercy. And I literally had, Steve, like 1300 bucks or something All right, on a match. It was 650 paying back, whatever. I actually jumped up and I won. I was like, yeah, yeah, screw you, Triple H. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, I win, I win. And then they come out, oh, no, no. They went to replay, Steve. There's no replay in wrestling, but it's wrestling, so you got to live with it. You know what I mean? Oh, they were going to replay, and oh, it looked like he busted I don't know, dude. Shawn Michaels, like a guest referee or something like that. I was so mad, but it was results of WWE.com, as you stated, after. And that's what the result was. It was the same thing. It happened. I once famously went. There was 11 fights on a UFC card in Vegas, and I was there. I was living there, and I went I went 10 and 1, Steve. All right? And I actually played a parlay, an 11-fight parlay. And I went 10 and 1 that night. And I lost, the one fight I lost, bro, it got overturned in the morning because the opponent was on drugs. <laughs> you would have won I didn't win. It. I didn't win, though. Like you said, it was announced. Right. It's too late. If you would like, have won it, yeah. Yeah. I would have. That's yeah. rough. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. Well, you've been long enough that you get these stories, but 
we'll get more to the election uh, moving forward. I just sort of upsets and pisses people off. But um, it is. By the way, Gabe, it's Tuesday, September 29th. I misspoke. It's not Sunday. It's okay, Tuesday, yeah, yeah. September 29th, and then two Thursdays in October. Because I couldn't believe That's they were the going to get baseball. Sunday night football. But I thought somebody had said it was a baseball. week from Sunday. Yeah. That's. I was just talking about baseball. That's yeah, baseball the Tuesday playoffs. Baseball starts the 29th. <laughs> Interesting. See, we got everyone on, on board here. Right? Now you're, hey, like how much, how much more prepared can people be after listening to this show? You walk away, you know, baseball playoffs start. You know, the the, the rotate, you know, American League, National League. We set you up for the presidential debate. Uh, you're all, you're all ready. All right, so let, let's give. Uh, we only got a couple of minutes here, Steve. The Marinci so, Merrill uh, podcast, man. Marinci exactly. Merrill podcast. We got to get this thing rolling, Gabe. I'm serious. Yeah, well, we got to do it where we world. can talk politics. Then, then we'll get heated. That'll be good. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So, college, uh, college football, call college football uh, tomorrow. UCF, Georgia Tech. Let's go rapid fire here, Steve. Like you know, thirty seconds a game. UCF, Georgia Tech. I was on the Yellow Jackets last week against Florida State, but kind of feels like a letdown spot. And I think this UCF team could be damn good this year. What's your take? Seven and a half points right now. Yeah, I like Central Florida here, actually. I definitely like Central Florida. I'm not reading too much into Georgia Tech's win. I think, you know, Florida State might just really be a bad team. And keep in mind, Florida State has a brand-new coach as well. No preseason, of course. We never had that, but we have less preparation in the spring and August than we've ever seen. So I'm not going to read too much into that upset win by Georgia Tech right now. And one other thing real quick, UCF needs to make a statement here. I know it's not a good ACC team, but this is like one of their only big games. If they want to be one of those teams on the bubble that gets into the playoff picture – I could see them really wanting to route a team like Georgia Tech. Yeah, and I think, listen, Gabriel really got it going last year to quarterback. They're kind of a down year for their standards, even at ten and three. I expect, uh, I expect a good football team. I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna win by uh, double digits, laying seven and a half. How about App State and Marshall getting some CBS game of the week treatment here, Steve, with the SEC starting next week only, and that'll be real cool too. Uh, App State laying four and a half against Marshall at Marshall, fifty nine and a half is the total. What's your take? Yeah, it looks like the sharp money is on App State here. I'm not going to probably be involved, but uh, I wouldn't disagree with that. It's crossed uh, from three and a half up to five and a half now, and um, also some money on the over. It's gone up a couple points, 59 and a half now. So it looks like App State, probably the over is the way to play it. Seems like, uh, what about Oklahoma State laying 23 and a half against Tulsa here, Steve? Is this a blowout game, this one? You know, it's it's a state game. It's a rivalry yeah, game. I mean, look- uh, you know, what, do, what do you make of this one? Yeah, I mean, it's up to Oklahoma State if it's a blowout or not. This is one of those games where it's either Oklahoma State or pass for me. You know, if Tulsa, if you're going to play Tulsa, you're going to just hope they get the backdoor cover and lose by 21. Um, that's just not how I like to play college football nowadays. South Florida plus 23 and a half against the Irish, Fighting Irish, Notre Dame. What do you think of that one? I missed out with Notre Dame last week. I had a blowout win with Texas, but the game I missed last week was Notre Dame. They got off to a very rusty start. I watched that whole game. It was kind of painful. They just never really kicked it into gear, but I think they'll be a lot better this week. Um, I'm looking forward to this Louisville game tomorrow night, Steve. That's the big TV game tomorrow night with uh, Herb Street and, uh, and Fowler. Miami getting two and a half at DeVille. Miami smashed them last year, but I think Louisville will get payback, Steve. What's your take on this? Yeah, my initial thought was, you know, at two and a half, it looks cheap. But as you said, Miami did smash, and they couldn't stop Miami last year. Miami scored over 50. Miami only has four starters back on defense. So I think the over 65 probably makes the most sense. All right, hang in here, Steve. We've got a couple more minutes from Merrill. We'll get an NFL little NASCAR talk on the way out. Tony Finn, level two, bring it.
sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Portrays late night. We've got level two, Tony Finn. One of these nights we have, have uh, Steve Merrill uh, hang with uh, Tony Finn uh, and uh, kick it uh, with us. Uh, so, uh, Steve, NASCAR is going on. And man, there's so much stuff going on. NASCAR is going on. NASCAR uh, playoffs uh, continue right now, but this is an elimination stage, uh, Steve. And, you know, NASCAR is one of those sports. You know, they were there for us in the dark times, as we talked about, Steve, in the pandemic. So, um, uh, you know, talk to me. Where, where yeah. are we at right now? What do you think? Uh, who should we be looking at this week? It's, it's funny you said that, Gabe, because I was saying, you know, we didn't have anything. Now we have all the sports. But we really did. In May, we had UFC and NASCAR. And I seriously, honestly, I take that serious. Like, I won't forget that. Like, I've always loved NASCAR, as you know. And I've, I like MMA yeah. as well. But, like, I'm diehard for both those sports. You know, I hate the NBA. I hate the NFL. I think they're all hypocrites. They're hypocrisy. Look at the Big Ten. <laughs> the Big Ten's coming back now. That rubs me the wrong way as well. You know, it's like, yeah, you guys go out there. We'll see if it's okay for a couple of weeks. It's just pussy. You know, it really is. But NASCAR and UFC, man, they're the ones that stuck their nose out there in the first place. So good for them. I hope they continue to do well. And this will be a fun race. You know, Richmond last Saturday night, bittersweet for me. I was at the two races last year. Couldn't go this year. Uh, Bristol, another Saturday night under the lights. Cutoff race, as you mentioned. Um, Ryan Blaney in a must-win spot. He's not running well. He doesn't run well here. So he's in trouble. Kozlowski, Harvick have already gotten wins the last two weeks. They've advanced. Truex Jr. has been top four in eight of the last ten races without winning. Insane. Um, so he's going to advance as well. Austin Dillon sneaking his way into the next round. He's second and fourth the last two weeks. Um, Clint Boyer, though, the best average finish the last seven races here. So Clint Boyer is a bit of a sleeper this week. And uh, guys like Hamlin, um, you know, Kyle Busch. I actually am going to pick Kyle Busch this week, Gabe. I'll leave it at that. Kyle Busch, I'm going to pick finally to win a race. Wow. Plus 650, Kyle Bush. Great stuff, uh, Steve uh, Merrill. You do. Uh, Steve, it's al- <laughs> always a pleasure, man. We'll catch up with you early uh, next week. You can catch Steve, Steve on Twitter, um, at Steve Merrill, prosportsinfo.com. Check out uh, his basketball show, Wager Talk, kicking it with uh, Teddy Covers. Tony Finn will join us in level two. Always a pleasure. Portrait continues. 